Okay, we've got earnings this afternoon and it's not looking good. Nordstrom just took a dive. Could otherwise be seen as a bit of an overlooked name, but not with this kind of volatility. George Tillis has got the scoop on it regardless. GT, what happened here? Well, OJ, I mean, there's a lot of things going on with Nordstrom's, but uh, let's just let's take a look at the numbers first, and I'll give you my my thoughts on it. Uh, they came in, they did beat the estimate, and this is not surprising, considering uh, last quarter they actually initiated a 500 million uh, share buyback. Uh, they did beat it by about two cents. It looks like the estimate was 79 cents, came in at 81. This is again a 65% increase relative to uh, last year's earnings for the same quarter at 49 cents. Sales, they beat the estimates. They came in around 12% year over year, 4.09 billion versus 3.97 billion. But uh, overall, you know, I think there's been some structural challenges for the company. If you look at what they re what they talked about last quarter, uh, they have challenges, inventory mismatch challenges, high cost of goods sold. They do have good pricing power, but total volumes actually had decreased while inventories had increased for the company last quarter. Well, but at the same time, this is very unusual. Uh, three quarters ago, they actually reinstated their dividend, which was about half of what it was in the last four years prior to the pandemic. It was about 37 cents, it's now 19 cents. But the company seems to be, OJ, uh, got some issues from a financial structure standpoint, as well as consumer discretionary challenges. Uh, if you look at the debt load, about $3 billion in debt, the company has about 500 million in cash. They initiated a share buyback, issued a dividend, which to me is a little bit uh, confounding considering the environment we're in from the standpoint of consumer discretionary spending being lower. And in speaking of lower, the company also ratcheted down their guidance for both EPS and top line sales. Top line sales, for instance, was expected on the high end at 8%. They're now down at 7%. But any cut in terms of forward revenue guidance and EPS guidance is not good. And this is a company also, OJ, that one would say, looking at it from a valuation standpoint, all else equal, at, uh, at seven times forward earnings, looks cheap. But the other thing is, if you see the uh, the market cap prior to today's after hours move, about $3 or about 15%, there's only about $3.5 billion in market cap, which look at the quarterly revenue reported at $4 billion. I mean, the stock is trading equity, and this is common equity now, at less than one quarter's worth of sales. Sometimes that's a value trap, and I think that's what the market is telling us. Okay, uh, interesting that uh, this is the reaction when their sales expectations on a percentage basis get cut by 1%. You know, uh, yep. to your point, it's not the only thing wrong with this, but it does show that even in a limited uh, rally that it was in here, uh, that that's too much. Uh, that the strength that we got the last uh, couple months, you know, not too far off the lows. We're gonna go back now and test those lows because it just doesn't seem like anything changes for this company. You know, it doesn't, and here's the thing. And so I thought about this a little bit, and I mean, you look at it, five years, OJ, it's in a secular decline. Now, it had been paying dividends prior to the pandemic, so a lot of the price we see in that last five years was paid out in dividends, so the total returns on us aren't as bad as they appear. But I went back and looked at the February 2020 figures uh, from the end of 20, I'm sorry, 2019, 
Total sales were about 15.1 billion. And in the last four quarters, they're about par, in other words, at that same level in sales. So sales relative to where they were pre-pandemic are about equivalent, but earnings per share were about 500. This is net income now, uh, not, not EPS, but net income, about 500 million. This was again on that 15 billion in, in revenues back in 2019 or for the full year 2019. But in the last uh, four quarters, only about 360 million in net income. So what the discrepancy is, is they're not earning as much, despite the fact that their sales are about equivalent to where they were prior to the pandemic on an annualized basis. So that tells me that they've done some, you know, they, they've either got expenses that are got, have gotten out of line. I think they're trying to reel those in, but they're trying, in essence, it looks to me like uh, shore up the, uh, the share price through dividends, through, of course, share buybacks while increasing the debt load. And that will work for only so long, uh, assuming you get your top line sales to growth. But if you see decelerating revenue trends, just look at this quarter, 12%, last quarter, 19% year over year. And of course, the guidance on the high end, 7%, you can see just the last three quarters year over year, deceleration in sales. And mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's why you get a stock price that's down. Uh, that's even through uh, uh, various environments from the consumer strength and the reopening thrust uh, over the past yes. year up until uh, you know this spring kind of late spring it started to uh, dawn on investors just um, how strained the consumer is going to be by inflation but we have to remember that there is a pretty big spending and buying spree uh, throughout uh, some portions of last year and expectations of the reopen and uh, people having some of that discretionary income. So it just hasn't really worked any of them. People didn't rush back into Nordstrom and um, the places that they did rush back into, direct to brands. Uh, so they've got real systemic uh, problems with how much space they've got and how many people are coming in the store. I mean, it's just bottom line. It, definitely. And look, you know, I suggest, you know, I don't know the demographic of the Nordstrom shopper, but I, I suggest that that shopper is probably less impacted by inflation overall from a from a spend or, or budgetary standpoint, but nonetheless still impacting. Uh, and I think that's the challenge. One of the challenges the company faces, and this is all retail, by the way, now uh, facing this challenge. But but, you know, you just have to look at five year trends. And, and again, we can compare I just gave some figures from 2019, but the secular decline in Nordstrom was prior to the pandemic. And again, I think uh, you're onto something. These uh, these nameplate brands that they sell, there's so much direct consumer competition. They're bypassing the traditional merchandise retailers like the Macy's and Nordstrom's. And at the same time, the, the company seems to be trying to shore up the share price using uh, financial engineering versus um, you know businesses that are, business that is growing in some some other capacity. So. Again, you know, I'm not trying to express my opinion here. I'm just trying to explain perhaps why no, that's fair. there's been so much pressure on the stock in the yeah. last five years. Okay, thanks, George. Great explanation for us. Okay. Doesn't seem like much has changed for the better here for Nordstrom. Still a very tough uphill battle.